Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. And during this week, Red and Dead, joining me today is the, the Russian Captain America, Sean. You know what? I feel like I could really get behind being the Russian Captain America. Well, we're we're going to be talking about someone who's going to be actually showing up in a movie soon, which I did not think was going to oh happen. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about the Red Guardian 1. So, what do you know about the Red Guardian? Um, What I know about the Red Guardian, okay, so I'm guessing, based on what we're talking about, that he's a Soviet-era Cold War bad guy who's a counterpart to Captain America? Um, and that he's in the trailer for the Black Widow movie, which may or may not be coming out this year. I, well, I don't know if it's going to be this one, because there's a lot of Red Guardians, just like right. there's a lot of Captain Americas. Uh, okay, so we may be looking at, like, a composite or a, a one of the later ones. It would make sense that the one who's currently in the movie isn't the uh, 1970s, 80s Soviet one, necessarily. May, may or may not be. I don't know. We'll have to... I don't remember. They just called him Red Guardian, so mm. I don't know which name. We have to go back off of which name, basically. What but, I'm really interested to know is, does Red Guardian have the same sort of willing to stand up to the administration if it's not living up to what it's supposed to be uh, flavor as Captain America, or is he more of a toady? We'll have to see because I because like the more that I'm thinking, I'm this is the this is the one from the late sixties. Mm. Um, I know later ones did, but I'm not sure about this one. I gotcha. think this one might have been just a pure bad guy, right? Um, might have been. It's during the sixties. They were pretty. They're pretty. Uh, all about making the Soviets bad guys, and then during the seventies, they're just like, well, some of these are okay. Sure, and you know, in fairness. Uh, that makes a certain amount of sense for a decade that has been defined by the Cuban Missile Crisis. Ooh, red star on a red background, buddy. Yeah, um, so, it's very much just, like, kind of like a red Captain America suit, has a star in the, uh, star. It, the cowl has, like, little, like, little mohawk spike thing. I do like the Art Deco fin on top of his head. That's, well, that's pretty good. See, see, I like it on him. Red Guardian 2, who has long hair, mm -hmm. she, she's a woman, everything. They try to do both, the long hair and, and the, the fin? fin thing. Ooh, that's a mistake. it doesn't work. That's a it bad idea. Um, if you want to show off long hair, just have an open cowl, uh, like uh -huh. open top cowl. Like, it works with so many characters. Don't try I, to do the fin as well. I googled Red Guardian 2. Oh, there she is. Most of these results are from lego marvel for some reason well it's uh lego marvel 2 is a really good game oh it's wow lego marvel spheres 2 i'm looking i'm looking at the second red guardian and she has got uh they've kind of tried to do that um marvel girl thing where she's got the x-men style cowl with the hair coming out the back but the hair is coming out from almost the top which just makes her look like she has a huge bald spot yeah, it's it's not good look. Like, it's just do the full cow or do bad. an open cow on the top. Like, yeah. but but uh, but yeah, and you know, of course, um, pirate boots. Arr. Oh yeah, the pirate boots are essential. 
So we're going to be talking about Alexei uh, Shostrakov. Shostrakov? Okay. Shostrakov. Shostrakov. All right. Um, And uh, by the way, this is the one that's going to be showing up in the Widow. Okay, cool. Black Widow movie. Um, So occupation is former test pilot, special operative for the intelligent agencies of the Soviet Union and People's Republic of China. Um, his identity is secret, uh, but known to his peers in the Soviet and communist Chinese intelligence. I have a feeling he's just going to be a straight up bad guy because that's normally not a combination you want to see yeah. during this era. 70s, maybe. Mm. You can get away with it. Um, other, uh, so he's a citizen of the United, uh, well, a citizen of the, the uh, Soviet Union with no criminal record. Uh, his place of birth was Moscow, and his place of death is a secret military base in an unrevealed location in the People's Republic of uh, China. Oh, that's nice that he managed to escape the scourge of the underworld. So, his known relative is Natalia, or Natasha Romanoff. You may know her as Black Widow. Oh, is like a cousin, or what? No, no. No, wife. Uh, Oh. Yeah. Okay, not what I was expecting. I guess I guess he technically he would be an ex. We'll get into it later. Yeah. Well, I imagine that someone uh, named Black Widow probably has more than one former husband, right? Well, Black Widow is very complicated. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, did you know up until uh, so? <clears throat> I'll get into this, and before we get into the uh, appearances and stuff, but. Widow of recently, it was uh, retconned mm-hmm. that the reason why she was able to live for so long wasn't because of like the, the, the venom. Of, I think it was called the venom, like thing, whatever. It was the the Soviets super soldier serum. Okay, um, it wasn't that. It's because she's actually being perpetually cloned. So every time she quote unquote dies or disappears, uh-huh. and she comes back completely different, it's a clone that's like not exactly right. You know what? Honestly. That's better. Yeah, no, it's better. Uh, and also, Ursa Major, since sometime during the 80s, was the one that was kind of protecting the clones and protecting the secret. Yeah. And um, and they keep on trying to make a Natasha that is loyal to Russia, mm-hmm. but they keep on failing. <laughs> That's the one constant of your genetics, eh? that she just cannot be made to be a communist. Well, not even that. Just not loyal to Russia. Like, uh, this happening modern day as well. Right. So Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because modern Russia aren't communists. They just sort of have exactly the same information policies as a communist regime, which is yeah. whatever we say is true, and whatever's yeah. true doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so that's uh, that's what Natasha's whole thing is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it. So that's why, like, you get, like, uh, it's it's a good explanation why you have wild swings. Yeah, why she's been never the same character two comic books in a row, as far as I've read. And she's been pretty consistent for the last, like, I'd say, like, five years or so. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. I'm but, not a big student of Black Widow. But it's also, what I dig about it is, um, Marvel likes to stretch their timeline a lot. Yeah. 
And it's starting to not make a whole lot of sense that Magneto was in the Holocaust, for example. Well, he was technically turned into a baby and then aged up to be, like, slightly younger. Two decades younger. Yeah, and that's the kind of, like, weird, dumb continuity shenanigan you have to do to get that to happen. Or, you just make a character a series of clones. It was done during a time when it would still make sense he was a part of the Holocaust. Oh, okay. They just wanted to, they just wanted to, uh... Add a very they, so so that was a Silver Age comic, obviously. Yeah, it when sounds it was like it would a baby. be. And when Magneto came back, they didn't explain what happened, mm. and they used that defense in uh, in a like a international court to say like I'm technically not the right person, same person, because <laughs> I was turned to a baby, then aged back up. I didn't really do that stuff. That was old me. I was a baby. I've been a baby since then, so... I was a baby since then. If and you, you check went- your case law, Your Honor, you'll find. <laughs> so, so technically, he was de-aged. And also, right now, it doesn't matter because mutants are effectively immortal. They are? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you know Cerebro? Uh-huh. That was holding in, a, like, uh, that was holding in the minds of every single mutant... It was for, holding them in? Yeah, like basically it was a co- there's a copy of the mind of every mutant. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, read some Hickman X-Men. It's like, it's good. It's like really good. Okay, because I've yet to read an X-Men comic that wasn't terrible, so. No, read the Hickman. No, this is coming from me. Read the Hickman comics. Okay, and we have commiserated on how terrible X-Men has yes, been, so. Yes, read the, I'm actively reading almost all the X-Men books right oh, th- now. Is that. Okay, so Hickman's the guy currently writing X-Men. Yes. Okay. Read the Hickman's book. I'll check into books. it. Okay, they're really good. Start with Powers of X and House of X. They alternate. And do the they X-Men, like, story. ever do a superhero thing instead of just in-fight? Yes, they oh, do Oh, wow, that's things. incredible. No, in fact, the main X-Men book is just building out the new nation-state of Krakoa. Uh, they had a mm-hmm. whole issue where they were... Talking about the creation of a um, mutant religion. That's messed up. Okay. No, no. I mean, no. It makes sense. It's a whole. It's a whole nother. It's a whole nother. Um, like culture, and they're finally under. They're finally not being like attacked all the time. I mean, where I come from, when you break off a nation state that's entirely your ethnic group, and then create a new form of spirituality based around the race that you're a part of, that's typically referred to as evil <laughs> well i don't th- i i honestly i considering that the how many genocides that the x-men had to go through because of religious re- extremists also and also just the governments i you know let them have their own thing for a right. <laughs> let them have their own thing anyway so the red scare no nope. yeah the red guardian but, red scare is a villain from the tick yep but um <clears throat> but yeah so he first appeared in Avengers uh, 43 in 19, in August 1967. Mm-hmm. Um, color him the Red Guardian. That's it's a decent title. Very, very cute. Uh, very cute. So it is. It's definitely a cover of some Here sort. <laughs> Uh, I like that little arrow next to his name that says, here he is! Yeah, on the the arrow at the bottom? 
destined to be the most talked about supervillain of the year. And wait till you learn his startling secret identity. Uh, oh, oh, right, Russian because person. he was the Black Widow's Oh yeah. ex-husband. And Black Widow's right, right there. But but basically yeah. what it is, is it's the old Sixties Avengers font thing. And you have the floating heads of of uh, Wanda, sorry, um, Scarlet Witch, Captain America. Is that the giant wizard? Giant man? giant man? I think that's giant. Is it Giant Man? Could it be Giant Man as Goliath? It might be Goliath. Okay. So, yeah, it's Goliath, probably. And then Black Widow and... Um, oh, is that not the Wasp? Quicksilver. No, 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 it's Wasp. Is it the Wasp? I don't know. Could be either. No, I think it might be the... I think it might be Black Widow. There? I don't Dude, know. She has a hair flip thing. Because the, the Wasp has had. auburn hair and the Widow has red hair, but unfortunately, the four-color old comic book, it's kind of hard to tell the difference. Yes, and I, I feel like you wouldn't be saying, like, oh, look at his starling identity. Unless was she was, like, in it at the Unless very least. Yeah. Because, because otherwise it'd be like, oh, I'm some Russian uh, woman's wife. Wow. Oh, no, I know her. Are you kidding? No, like, it's just like, unless you personally knew the person and that she was, like, important. Let's go down to the soda shop and talk about all of our stories. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so they're kind of just kind of floating in this in the sky. And then we have the Red Guardian. And honestly, technically, that arrow is wrong. They need to be pointing it down a little bit more. Because that's yeah, his name. That is, that's actually his marquee. That's not here. He is. <laughs> yeah, but and then and then uh, and then you have the Red Guardian, kind of like you know, just being real muscly. Mm -hmm. And then Hawkeye and uh, Hercules are like behind him in in well, like I guess physically just looking shocked. Hercules yeah, clearly like, looking what? at his butt. Yeah, they're they're just like wow, look at that butt. Yeah, uh, they're both doing the lean too. Like they just like they're trying to like. Get like a whole rotoscope yeah. of thing. Um, My favorite part about this cover is the arrow at the bottom that is pointing like straight up at Red Guardian's crotch, and it says "destined to be the most talked about supervillain of the year." And yeah, I'm worried just, that they're not referring to Red Guardian so much as they are talking about what the arrow's pointing at. It, it's just there's just a lot going on, and honestly, the, there's better covers. Like it's surrounded by better covers. Uh huh. Hey, here's a quick question about this cover. What is that in the background? It just looks like random... Military stuff? Machinery? Like, it looks like H.R. Geiger designed an office park. Well, uh, the penciler was uh, John Buscema, and the anchor was George Russolo. Um, and I they... can't make hide nor hair of it. Like, there's a building. Like, if you look... If you look at 42 and 44, like, they're better covers. Are they construction equipment? Are they computers? No one knows. Did you melt a factory, maybe? I don't know. I think they're, I think they're trying to do, like, Kirby-style, like, yeah. machinery. And it's, it's not working here, go, because it's just... Yeah, the, you're right. The covers on either side of this are significantly better. Yeah. Oh, man, is that the Super Adaptoid in two issues? Oh yeah, that, oh yeah. There was a super adaptoid. Love the super adaptoid. I I heard I did a whole episode of the super. Adaptoid. That's a way cooler name than DC's Amazo. I'll tell you that. 
Oh, well, Amazo was created in the Golden Age. I like Amazo too. I'm just saying the Super Adaptoid is a is a much cooler name. No, no, that that's why he has the name Amazo. <laughs> they didn't have naming technology back then. Oh, they, did, they hadn't invented it yet, eh? No, they got lucky on like a couple. The most of it's just like they're just describing the person and man. Based on the woman. next issue in this series, I think Black Widow is wearing a blue cape and has black hair. Is that her? She looked really different. Yeah. For a very long time. Okay, so the the one we were talking about before, I think, was the Wasp. Okay. See, I was going off of the how she looked in the in the eighties. Uh, right. So yeah, maybe yeah. it's the Wasp. I don't know. Okay, I don't know if the I don't know if like when the when Black Widow like became like part of them, part of the group. Well, anyway, on, the, vi- on issue forty four. Wait, is it forty four? Yeah, there is a woman wearing a black dress with fishnet stockings over her arms and chest, and a blue domino mask and cape. And I don't know who else that is, if not the Black Widow. But that's a different direction for that costume. I'll tell you. No, I also like the uh, little, the only cover copy on this is a little, little, uh, little marquee thing that says, welcome to the wonderful world of Marvel Madness. I'm just saying you didn't need that. I see, I get a lot of madness off of this cover. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of show, don't tell, guys. And most definitely don't show and tell. There's like over 20 different people on this cover. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That being said, that's also his death issue. Um, so. Oh, so he didn't last long. Uh, well, no. <laughs> no? I don't know. There's There seems to be more than two issues worth of story here, but let's see. So, yeah, he died in the next issue, as, as we've said a couple times. So, Alexei was one of the Soviet Union's most acclaimed test pilots. Because of his extraordinary skill, uh, Alexei was chosen for the most secret and dangerous test of a new aircraft for the Soviet Union. However, the Soviet state controlled the news media, uh, greatly publicized uh, a certain other missions of his, and he was uh, decorated as a hero of the Soviet Union. Uh, Alexei also, by the way, I'm say, I'm not going by his last name because his last name uh, confuses me. Yeah, it um, seems like so. you're <laughs> a little unsure of it. Uh, have you noticed yeah. that um, Marvel writers seem to know exactly one Russian first name, and it's Alexei? Well, they know other ones. Well, there's Alexei Sistovich, the rhino. Well, I mean, well, I mean, they also have other people who are Russian. I mean, Natasha. Okay, that's fair. Uh, um, it's a woman, though, so it, uh, we haven't proved that they know a second name for men yet. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. They, I've talked about Ursa Major. I forget his real name, though. He's, okay. he's, he's not a human to me. He's a bear. As long as we're sure that it's not Alexei, then we're cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically he was just publicized and was decorated as a hero, and he was also successful in his private life, having married the equally famous uh, ballerina uh, Natalia, formerly no- also known as Natasha Romanoff. Oh, okay. It was decided at the KGB. Uh, I thought maybe he just really liked gnats. Yeah, it was decided at the KGB that uh, Alexei would be Particularly good special operative. Well, both of them, sorry. Alexei and Natasha would be good. Mm-hmm. 
uh, operatives. While Alexei was taken away uh, from home on a mission, he was informed uh, of the state's new plan for him and was told that he could have no contact with any of his past friends or acquaintances, or even his own wife. Uh, meanwhile, a Soviet official told Natasha that her husband died in an explosion of an experimental rocket that he was testing. <gasps> Distraught, Natalia uh, said that she wanted to do something uh, worthy of a memory of her heroic husband. And the KGB anticipated a reaction and trained her to become a spy, known as, known as Black Widow. Eventually, Black Widow, who was again using her maiden name, uh, defected towards the United States. Yeah, yeah, that was, this is like, thanks for the training, I'm gonna go over here now. Bye! I want to do something worthy of my dead Soviet husband. And so, I'm going to defect. (laughs) (laughs) Thought it may be the highest opinion of your dead Soviet husband. Well, well, for a long time, Soviet Soviet villains, quote-unquote, would either die or defect to the U.S. So, uh, the KGP trained Alexei to become the Red Guardian, a special costume agent intended to be the Soviet Union's counterpart to Captain America. Uh, During the years of his training, Alexei uh, became cruel and uh, ruthless, a very different uh, personality from when he was living with his wife. Uh, The... People's Republic of China developed a weapon or a device called the Psychotron, which would induce mass hallucinations. This gave the Red Chinese a weapon against which the United States and the Soviet Union had no defense. Not to be Therefore, confused, of course, with the Psyche Magnetron? Well, no, that's, that's, that's great technology. Two different things, of course. Also, what? also, magnetism is involved in the Psyche Magnetron. Right, obviously. Yeah, that means it could do anything, including granting wishes. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so the U.S. and the Soviet Union had no defense. Therefore, it could be it could be conquered by one of. Uh, and therefore, which they could conquer one of these superpowers, eliminating it as a rival uh, and a threat. However, the Red Chinese needed a means of bringing the psychotrons within range of the countries they intended to conquer with it. They realized that they, therefore, could not attack both superpowers, since they would need the submarines of one nation to carry the psych- a psychotrons to- near the shores of another. Deciding that the Soviet they Union... not have any submarines of their own? Okay. During the 60s, if they made a good enough choice and just said we could kill all the Soviets, the U.S. would have helped them as well. Hmm. I mean, did you see what the CIA was doing during the 70s, the 60s and 70s, for trying to get rid of the Soviets? Like, I think you you don't have to go to the president or anything. You could go to the CIA and be like, hey, hey, come on. And they'd be like, cool. Yeah, we're cool with this. (laughs) (laughs) They tried tried to train a bunch of psychics to to basically melt the brains. Yep. Of the Soviet, and I'm not. And by the way, that's not just in the Marvel universe. It happened in real no, life. That's, that's a real thing. Yep. There's <laughs> so a movie like, about it. It's called The Men Who Stare at Goats. So, so, like, there's, you know, I think, I think the CIA would have done it, but, uh, but yeah. So they they went with the Soviet uh, Soviets instead, and um, and the Red Chinese government informed the Soviet government about the uh, psychotrons. 
in their plans to conquer America, intrigued by the idea of so easily ending their rivalry with the United States. Uh, the uh, Soviet Union sent uh, their high. It's Yuri. The, Yuri's the other name, by the way. Uh, it's that's Yuri the other name Brusov. that they know. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Brusov. Um, uh, be- that's um, that that's Ursa Major. Yeah. Um, they sent Ursa Major and Red Guardian. Uh, to the secret military base in China, where the prototype of the Psychotron was kept. Uh, Ursa, uh, Ursa ha- was determined of the effectiveness of the uh, Psychotron, and the Red Guardian was to protect both uh, both him and it. For for this assignment, the KGB made the Red Guardian subject to orders from uh, Colonel Ling, the head of the Red Chinese Army, and the Red Guardian had no previous contact. Uh, Red Guardian had no previous contact with Ursa Major. Um, Black Widow came to the base for a mission for S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, was captured, and her her then-current lover, Hawkeye, bad, bad choice. <laughs> it's very bad choice. Um, she also decided to date Daredevil at 1.2, one, at one which is also a very bad choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, she also did I don't know. Black Widow is. Uh, she. I think she. She was dating the Winter Soldier for a while too. I think Black Widow needs to just choose better men to date. I think her name is Black Widow, and that was the clue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So her. So Hawkeye and her followed. Uh, with was followed uh, by the fellow Avenger Hercules. The Red Guardian captured Hawkeye and lured Hercules into the Psychotron, where he was beset with hallucinations. The Red Guardian then unmasked before Hawkeye and the Widow, and she realized the horror that he was her husband. The Avengers, led by Captain America, then arrived at the base. The Red Guardian saw the long-awaited opportunity to prove himself against this, uh, prove himself the superior to his American counterpart. Uh, the two fought. Captain America was uh, was defeating Red Guardian when Ling electrified a grid that the captain was standing on, rendering him unconscious. The Red Guardian was outraged at Ling's action. Uh, the Red Guardian, sorry, the Black Widow escaped and climbed towards the nerve center of the Psychotron to destroy it. Uh, the Red Guardian, who still loved her, stopped Ling from killing her, but Ling uh, then shot him instead. Widow used her electronic widow bites. Uh, that sounds more like a snack. I'm just gonna say. I probably would not buy a snack called widow bites, but interestingly, it's not because they don't sound tasty. Well, I mean, I, I, I eat something called death by chocolate. I mean, okay. You know, like maybe widow bites are just like spider shaped cookies. Widow, but to me, they sound tasty, but probably poisoned. Well, well, okay. Well, what about this instead? You know that little, the little bite to it, maybe a little citric acid in like one part. So when you bite into it, it's like, but like not like, but like a sour. Yeah, I mean, it still sounds poisoned to me. But I, mean, I don't know. I think I think I would. I think I would make some widow bites. So, but basically, she used some electricity to you know explode it, and it started to explode. And fires happened around them, and then Ling saw Hercules carrying the unconscious Captain America to safety, determined to get vengeance. 
aimed a laser gun at ca- the captain. However, the dying Red Guardian would not allow Ling thus to kill a brave but hopeless opponent. And with his okay, last, so he does have honor. Well, well, I'm gonna. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the mentality of Marvel and the Soviets. Um, after this, because this kind of puts it in, well, at least during this time, anyway. Um, so, and he basically just shoved the gun away, and the laser hit some gas pipes, and then some more explosions happened, and some more fires happened, and then an eruption happened in this supposedly dead volcano. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that the base was built on. Can I ask you something? How how volatile was this machine that tasing it once was able to set off this massive chain reaction? I love I love that. Okay, first off, you taste it once. Okay, so whatever you taste it, you okay, cool explosions, cool rad. You can make explosions with electricity all day. Then a laser gun hit a gas line that apparently was deep enough to activate the volcano somehow. That seems wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, a lot, an eruption happened while people were inside, but Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hercules, Captain America, and the other Avengers just, you know, all went safely to the United States. Now, um, I would want to say that is one of the better ways to die. I would want to die by a volcano more than a lot of other things. Really? Yes. Because it seems like it'd be, like, a really painful screaming agony. Well, um... I wouldn't have any control of that anyway. I could also be I could also be like put under with that so, would be that would be a really odd request. Do not resuscitate, throw a volcano. What sorry, what's your what's the plus side to dying in a volcano? I don't know. People would be like, yeah, he had led a pretty boring life, but then he was he died of a volcano. Okay. <laughs> I mean my other plan is to hire uh is to hire three hitmen uh-huh. to Try to three separate hitmen that don't know that don't know each other uh-huh. to like to kill me at the same spot at the same time, and then in my hands I will have a uh, I'll have a um, a piece of paper with coordinates on it, and a box with fake evidence that I was actually uh, like a spy or something. Okay, for- so your your dying plan is to waste police time. No, my dying plan is to become a conspiracy theory for the oh, rest of okay. time. People are going to be like, did you hear about that person? Like, he was 80 years old, and, like, we never found what that was on that paper. It so just to be clear, your dying plan is to not to be a- just waste police time. But to become a legend. Yes. Yes. Don't you know you live as long as people remember you? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly poetic. Uh, speaking of, um, uh, he's 6'2". Weighs two twenty, blue eyes, red hair. Um, has he does a lot of exercise. He also is a real good athlete, and uh, he has a. This one does not have the shield, by the way. Um, oh, he doesn't have it. Okay, so I guess that must be a later one that showed up on Google Image Search. Yeah, on his belt he wore a disc which detached from the belt magnetically, and um, he would like. Basically, like throw it at people, and then it would come back. Like it Is was that just the buckle. Like, yeah, yeah. It's basically just like a really heavy disc that you throw at people, and yeah, I, and yeah, and they used uh, magnets because magnets are special and can do anything. Uh, it would just like you know when you threw it, 
I would just kind of come back. Also, I need to show you this very good picture of Hawkeye being hit in the chin with one. <laughs> now, listen, in fairness, you throw a oh, no. magnet, it will come back. Can you see it? Oh, really clocked him with it. It's really good. So the magnet might come back to you, but it will also fly at whatever else metal there is in that room, won't it? Well, I mean, no, the, the magnetic bits is in the belt. Oh, okay, also, so instead you're just sort of yanking all of the iron within 30 feet towards it. No, 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 it's magnets. It's magnets. It can do anything. Mm, it does one very specific no, thing. No, no, is what no, magnets no, no, do. no, it does anything. It can okay. do my control. It can grant wishes. Uh, <coughs> you can fly with it. You can turn invisible. Mm. Magnets, you know? You're starting to bring me around on mag- magnets. Yep, they magnets are pretty good. How that do being they said, work? Well, uh, but yeah, that's uh, Red Guardian. So I have a question for you. Okay, is he still dead? Are they still dead? No. Yeah, you're pretty much right on that. Um, so he's definitely. You know what? Even if he's not. Even if he's currently dead, I believe that he will have been back at some point in between. Well, no, he's currently alive um, because um, he showed up as uh, as Ronan. Really? Recently, yes. Um, and not a lot has gone with that story yet, but he showed up as Ronan, um, and he's doing like a whole... Um, like leader of a bunch of ninjas thing. Hmm. Now. Yeah. Oh gosh, ninja! You know what? I just I'm not even going to get started on ninjas. Now, yeah, I am very against ninjas in comics. It's just including those damn turtles. Mm. I'm joking. Um, I do I'm, like the turtle. The turtles are all right, but that's because they're they got ninja baked right into their premise. Right? They're barely ninjas. They're more. Teenage Mutant generically violent turtles just didn't have the same range, Jesse. Well, I mean, we can go we can go with the UK route then, and Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, because that technically is a more accurate description. Yeah, it also doesn't sound good. Yeah, because I think as soon as they defeat Shredder, like really, they're not they're no longer against uh, a samurai, the samurai. So interesting. I don't think yeah. ninjas were only no. Counter yeah, samurai but, weaponry, but 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 ninjas also weren't like Universe X at, against Universe X. Well, you base definitely beams. got me there. <laughs> so, <laughs> and also a lot of them weren't turtles. That being said, uh, one thing that I find very interesting is the way that they try to humanize, humanize the uh, Soviets. Mm-hmm. Because for for a while it was just like, where were you born? And yeah. you would kind of go based off of, you know, it's it's a it's a thing that we kind of have innately. You know, if you're in a large group of people and you're born with them and you know them for a long time, you're going to probably, you know, for at least a while, identify close to what that is. Um, now, that being said, it can you can definitely break from it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way they humanize, especially in the 60s, is they would either defect. Yeah. So you have, like, the Black Widow and stuff like that. Or they would... 
they would be fighting you, but then in their final moments, it'd be like these brave Americans with their yep. freedom. <laughs> I'm going to do one last act. I don't know. You know what? I think that the um, Red Guardian's last minute face heel turn is a little more nuanced than that. He does. He's not betraying what, everything he what? believes in. He's just saying like, you know, don't shoot people in the spine. Well, well, no, no, Th- no. This has this has honor to it, but yeah, he's but showing some have, principles. But you also have the unicorn, who was Iron Man villain, uh-huh. who and who was having a lot of bad times. Who decided to instead of like hurting Iron Man anymore, decided uh-huh. to walk into the ocean. Well, that's dramatic. To his death. I don't know if while it's necessarily... Iron, while Iron Man was just like, no, stop it. Stop. It's definitely not advisable, do, but it's dramatic. I can't do anything about this. I'm <laughs> Iron Man. No. Somebody call the <clears throat> Coast Guard, I guess. This this person is literally walking into the ocean. Uh, and, and the thing is, they show him walking into the ocean. like, And the Iron Man just looking at him. It's so bonkers. It's definitely the easiest method of suicide to prevent. <laughs> You literally just need to push against the but whatever. Sorry, I'm still. I love the unicorn, by the way. The, I like it's, actually. I like most of Soviet. Uh, but is the unicorn good. a hero? Uh, well, no, he isn't. Sorry, Soviet oh, okay. heroes and villains. Gotcha. Same. Um, okay, so I think we're pretty much done on this part. Uh, yeah, there's so not a whole lot that's all that interesting about Red Guardian. <laughs> no, he died in he died in two issues. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then came back years later. Um, so yeah, uh, we are pretty much done, so let's do plugs. Okie doke. My name's Sean. You can find me on my podcast, Pitch Me Something, which can be found at franklyimplausible.com. Um, we do fresh new ideas for pop culture properties, and also, let's be honest, shameless fanfiction. Um, our last episode out is a full-length special on Superman, where I get, like, deep into coming up with scientific explanations for his powers. We brought in my friend Nick to be our science consultant because he is, um, his, his field of expertise is chemistry and we talk about superhero science a lot. It is, oh, it's a really, it was a fun one to record. I really hope people enjoy it. I'm, I'm confident that they will. We had a lot of fun with that episode. Yep. So my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creep the Critters where I get into cryptids in somewhat lower detail. And I also have another podcast called Limited theories where I talk about limited issues, limited run Did comic series, issue with, issue by issue with my friend Rob. <clears throat> this comes out. We are going to be talking about Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, this comic I read a lot when I was in middle school and high school, and I wanted to travel back in time and punch myself in the face. That would have caused like trauma, wouldn't it? I don't think that would cause trauma. Would it? Um, well, uh, yeah, that this has been Alphabet Flight and Justice is Served. Good night.